0: Hey y'all, welcome back to the Don't Mom Alone podcast. I am your host, Heather McFadden, and this is the place where I'm gonna connect you with people and resources so you remember that you don't mom alone. In this episode number 269, I get the privilege of chatting with Kim Cash Tate. She is going to encourage us, if you are in any season of motherhood where you are feeling pulled to do something a little different, She's gonna inspire you and give you hope to trust God that he is not finished writing your story.
1: You didn't tell my age, I don't mind telling my age. (laughs) I am 52, Yes, and for the Lord to do this at my age and open up a whole new pathway that I would have never imagined at my age is incredible to me. I mean, I I feel like Elizabeth and Sarah, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? (laughs) it's just incredible (laughs) to me. So no, you're right. We think that when our kids are young and we have these visions of what God has called us to do, that it should be done right now in this season. And we don't want to wait and we don't want to think about future seasons, but it really is about waiting and about being content in the season that we're in and trusting and looking toward the seasons to come because God is faithful.
0: Kim Cash Tate has had quite a journey from lawyer to stay-at-home mom, author, web series actress, and musician, and now she's starring in her own music videos. I can't wait to tell you more about the story, but honestly, it is about how God leads us. That intimacy with Him, following Him is what matters most. So if you hear her story and you're thinking, oh, I don't relate. I was a stay-at-home mom, and now I feel assigned to working outside the home, and that's what our family needs. I want you to know this is all about not following exactly the formula that Kim followed, but following God, clinging to Him, choosing to draw near to Him, and letting Him be faithful to lead us, trusting that He is still writing our story. Before we get to that, though, I have a question for y'all. Does anyone have healthy eating goals for 2020. Maybe you have goals to plan dinners more or eat as a family more, or maybe even just help your budget by simplifying your grocery list and eat less processed foods. Well, let me help you out. One of this month's sponsors is Prep Dish. And what it is, is a meal planning subscription service. Allison is a certified chef She sends you the meal plan every Friday. It's got your grocery list, how to prep everything in the day if you wanna do that. I don't always do that, but it's just a great way to kind of expose your kids to a variety of foods and let them know that there's really good tasting food that's different from um, some of the processed stuff they may be used to. If you wanna check it out for free for two weeks, go to prepdish.com forward slash DMA, and you can see if it's a match for your family, uh, that's PrepDish.com forward slash D-M-A to try it out for two weeks. All right, let's get to my child, Kim. Here we go. Hey, Kim. Welcome to the Don't Mom Alone podcast.
1: Hey, Heather. I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Well, when I met you, I thought, okay, my listeners need to know Kim. They just need to be inspired by you. I mean, you I'm not gonna say your age. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna out you, but you have kids. <laughs> you have kids all grown up, all out of the house, and you are now in music videos, in a web series. You are just getting started. And I think it's such an inspiration for the mom who's home with babies, toddlers, preschoolers. Just feels like she's hung up her dreams or maybe doesn't even know she has these dreams, you know, yeah. that's what you're a part of your story. I want you to share, but kind of talk us through. This wasn't always on your radar that you would be singing on albums, making a TV series. So, oh my
1: goodness, no, <laughs> take
0: us back. I mean, how many kids do you have?
1: I have two kids, a boy and a girl who are now. 23 and 21, which is hard to believe. And and no, this was nowhere on my radar. Actually, uh, my plan was to uh, just be an attorney and practice law until I retired. I did not come to know the Lord until I was 27. So I was practicing law at that point. And um, after I came to know Jesus and, uh, I would say when my kids were about one and three, or maybe even younger than that, he moved me to leave the practice of law and to be home with them. So
0: I want to talk about that because I know there's a mom listening that's in that
1: trying to sort through that. What, what went into that decision for you? For me, it was, it was an interesting, um, progression because I was raised by my mom who had divorced my dad when I was four. And so she was this single career, hardworking mom. And she taught to, you know, get your education and your career and (laughs) make your money and don't depend on anybody for anything. And so that was the mindset I had. And once I knew the Lord and was growing in my faith, and I had my first child, my son, and I just had this longing to be home and I had never longed to be home. I just, yeah. you know, my mind was always toward career, but I, I was in litigation and that was there was no downtime. I was working evenings and weekends and it was just, I said, this is just too much. And so as these thoughts were coming into my heart and mind, um, I knew it was the Lord just changing my heart and um, I reduced my hours. I went 80%, then 60%, but I was still working full time <laughs> because I was getting 60 percent pay, but I was still in the office because if the case needed me, I needed, needed to be there. And um, and so it just got to a point where I said after my daughter was born, I talked to my husband we were on a long road trip. And I just said, I just really feel the Lord is leading me to leave my career, to actually leave. Mm. <laughs> and I didn't know what my husband would say. We had just bought a new house based on my income. And we, during the course of that road trip, the Lord just moved in our hearts and in our discussion. And we said, you know what, let's do it. Let's take the step of faith. And um, I gave my resignation. Wow.
0: That's big and scary. I mean, there's a lot of probably fear wrapped up in that. So how was that transition to staying home?
1: No, it actually, God is funny because (laughs) I had actually, um, my first book had been published maybe that same year. And I thought, even though I knew he was moving me to leave my job I thought well I can also be writing and working mm. on other book and the Lord said oh that's cute <laughs> because <laughs> with those two toddlers I was not getting any writing done and so I got frustrated and just started wondering did I really hear from God did I I thought he called me to write I thought that's what he was saying but there's no time and so there was some Frustration that sort of set in and questioning God. And so that really took me on quite a journey with the Lord as um he just anchored me in this ministry of being home. And mm. just said, This is what you're going to learn in this season. You're going to learn to be content at home. You're going to learn that this is your first ministry and you're not going to look to do anything else but just appreciate being home. Wow.
0: That's a huge shift.
1: Yes. Very huge, especially for me who had never given a thought to being at
0: home. <laughs> well, and you, you know, like sometimes we follow the model of, you know, what was what we grew up with, like you said, and you had the mom who was a single mom and and hardworking and career oriented. And then you're you're choosing to stay home. And then God's like, no, you're not even going to write over here on right. the side. OK, so tell us how did that progress? Like as your kids were getting older, did you consider going back into law or did the space, you know, open up to write?
1: Well, we um, we moved and we had we had been living in Dallas for a couple of years during that time. And we were moving to St. Louis, which is where we are now. And I thought because as we were moving to St. Louis, the kids were registered to go to um, my daughter was would be in preschool and my son would be in first grade. So I thought, OK, great, <laughs> Be in school now, and now will be freedom,
0: right? This is finally, yes,
1: freedom. I can write, I'll have a few hours during the day. We moved to St. Louis, and the Lord put it on my heart to homeschool. (laughs) Really, you just went all in. (laughs) This is after I had specifically prayed that He would never call me to (laughs) homeschool. Okay. Oh, man. I had met a homeschool mom and she had told me about her day and I said, oh, my goodness, no, I could never do that. I could never do that. That's what
0: people say. I could never do that. I could
1: never. I said, Lord, please don't ever call me to homeschool. But of course, by the time he called me to homeschool, I had learned enough about it, heard enough about it, and I actually had now a desire to do it. And had to uh, pray for my husband to have that same desire because his field is education. He's in math education. So I had okay. to pray, pray him into it. And then, so we start on that journey. So now I don't have any time again to write. But about a couple of years into homeschooling, um, he put it on my heart to write. I always thought I would write nonfiction because I know he had burned my heart to teach the word of God. And I had had done that, um, begun to do that in different settings, just on a small level. But um. I had never thought of writing fiction but he put a story in my head. I could just see it clearly and this woman that needed to know who she was in Christ and I could just see the story and I said, "Lord, are you serious? Fiction." And so <laughs> as I as I prayed about that and started writing and um I would just write early in the mornings before we started homeschooling and just keep my laptop open on the kitchen table. So, and I got you know, a publishing contract and I began doing that. So that's what the Lord opened up over the years, but still just very limited in the morning. Homeschooling and the home ministry was still the main thing that I did.
0: Wow. Okay. I've heard you so many times already say, and then the Lord directed me and then he called me and I prayed about this. You are being led. Yes. This is not a formula that you're following.
1: No, (laughs) Not at all. There was no formula.
0: <laughs> but you know, I'm thinking for for us when we're in these different which direction do I go moments, the struggle is I don't want to make a mistake. It like you said, God did I really hear you?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Uh, how how do we do this? How do we trust this leading like you, you're demonstrating?
1: Well, it's interesting because in that in that season when I thought I would be writing and clearly I could not get anything written with two toddlers, what what the Lord did in that season was to really ground me in studying his word. So I started learning inductive study. And I started at Genesis one and just started going slowly through my Bible studying while the kids were napping. And one thing that happened during that season was during a study of Deuteronomy, it just knocked me off my seat. Just, I just ran into the word cling in Deuteronomy 13, four, where uh, Moses is telling the people of God to cling to him, cling to God. And it just struck me as being just amazing that God would want us to be that close to him, that he would want us to dwell that intimately with him. And I started praying, Lord, help me to cling to you. It just became something that I just prayed regularly. And from uh, trial to trial, heartache, seasons, whatever would happen, just Lord, help me to cling to you. And I just believed that the Lord was faithful in just teaching me to to pray about everything and to look to him for everything and to, you know, being in his word on a regular basis. And so so whenever I had decisions to make or whenever I thought I might be hearing from him, but I wasn't sure, I would just, just keep seeking him. And, and just prayer became like breathing where I just was just desperate, you know, for his presence, even as especially during those times when they were young and I wasn't sure that I had heard from him about what he was calling me to do and just just saying, Lord, I don't know. He he just got me to a point where I said, I don't know if you call me to write or not, but I know that, you know, if I never do anything else, I need to be faithful to this home ministry you've called me to. So just take everything away and just I don't need anything. I just want to um just to cling to you and do what you've called me to do. And so I just learned that as I prayed prayers like that, I had to be able to trust him to lead me because, you know, when when you're reading his word and he says, if you if you pray according to his will, he hears you. And if you know that he hears you in whatever you ask, you know that you'll have what you have asked of him. And I know that it is his will for us to, to look to him and it is his will that we would want direction from him and he will lead us. And so I had to trust that. He would do that. And so, you know, if, if something came into my mind like that story about the novel and I'm praying about it and then I begin to get direction and I can the story is pouring out of me, then I just trust that that, you know, that has to be God because I know I could not write fiction. It was not in my mind to write fiction. I had never thought of it. He led me to put a Bible study in my first novel and just it just he just the way I would see things unfold just left me in awe of him and he could only get the glory because I didn't know what I was doing.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. And I with that word cling, I've heard you say it's it, it changes it from I'm a follower of Jesus and I'm following at a distance.
1: Yes. Yes. Because that same verse, Deuteronomy 13, 4, it starts with follow. You shall follow the Lord your God and fear him and you shall keep his commandments, listen to his voice, serve him and cling to him. And what struck me about that verse was everything in the verse could be done from a distance. (laughs) You 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 keep his commandments, you can listen, you can do all these things, but still be at a distance from from the Lord. And you can even follow from a distance, as long as you are headed in the same direction. But then when you get to cling, it's, you understand, like, no. <laughs> this this, this is, is intimate. This is this close. Is
0: yes. yeah. There aren't many people in my physical realm that I cling to physically. That's you know? right. that's right. You have children that cling on you and live yeah, to you yes. for every yeah, that's need right. to be met or emotional and uh, otherwise. But that kind of closeness... And then you then you aren't on the wrong
1: path. Right. If you're that close. That's correct. Yes, you are. You are with him. And it doesn't mean that everything will go well. Things will go well from God's standpoint. But but from your standpoint, it doesn't mean that you won't be enduring any trials. It doesn't mean you won't be going through anything. But as long as you are clinging to him, you can trust him that it will be for your good.
0: That he'll get you through it. There's fear goes away. Because his presence is guiding you. The grace is right there, moment to yes.
1: moment. And joy, yes, through the trials. Mm-hmm
0: going to jump in here real quick and tell you about one of my favorite things especially because I know it's a lot of parents biggest frustrations and that's disciplining their kids. I know that parents want their kids to learn from mistakes, but so often kids just feel punished and learning doesn't take place and resentment grows. And the problem is that a lot of us are just focused on changing the behavior. We aren't thinking about how to change and connect with our kids' hearts. Well, My friends over at Connected Families believe that there's a perfect time to connect with your child's heart and to grow in wisdom and responsibility, and it's actually during discipline. Jim and Lynn Jackson have taught this idea for over 20 years in live workshops and parent coaching sessions, and now they're offering an eight-session online course for you to take in the comfort of your own home. You've heard Jim and Lynn on the show in the past, and you know I keep talking about how much I've learned through them from coaching, and this course. So I'm excited to be able to offer it to you for 15% off. Just go to the show notes, click the link to register, and use the code DMA15 to get that 15% off. So that's just go to the show notes over at DontMomAlone.com and use the code DMA15. All right, let's get back to my conversation with Kim. So you're writing fiction, yes. which is new for you. What happened next? Where did, where did the clinging lead you?
1: So I I was writing fiction and enjoying that. And for, for many years, I have written, I guess now, nine or 10 novels. But as I was homeschooling and my kids were growing up, they both spent a couple of years in school during the middle school years and they came back for high school. So we literally homeschooled. They graduated from homeschool. And when my daughter graduated two years ago, my biggest thought and my biggest dream was Okay, (laughs) all these years have now passed, (laughs) and I have homeschooled and I get to write full time, which has been my dream forever to just write full time. And I can do that now. And I just pictured myself in my writing cave all day long, just doing that. (laughs) And and the Lord, you know, uh, I call it a download, download it. Um, the same month she graduated, downloaded this thought to create a web series. And it was sort of like the fiction thought because I said, web series? I had <laughs> never I had never thought of it. I didn't even know what a web series was. Yeah, I tell, us, tell us, what is it? It is a scripted, episodic series, sort of like television, but made for the web. It can be any length of time. Some web series are just five minutes long, or it could be 10. Some are now... 30 minutes, 45, but but many have been very short, but they're episodic, scripted series, fictional, that um, are aired on the web. And as I researched it, I saw what was out there, and I did not see much that was written uh, from a Christian perspective that would glorify the Lord. And it just, I just, again, started praying because I said, wow, Lord, okay, um, and how am I supposed to do this? <laughs> and I don't and I didn't know. I thought I was going to be behind the camera, and I said, "I guess I better learn, because I've always loved the camera, and I had I had a YouTube channel, and I love photography and filmmaking, you know, on a very very lightweight level." But I said, <laughs> "I guess you want me to learn to be a filmmaker, huh?" And I started started praying that way, and and sort of writing a little script. But over the next year, when I realized that what he was really calling me to, to do was create it and write it, but also to star in it. And that just, that just, just said, Lord, I am not an actor. I have never desired to be an actor. He just started this entire journey of being fearless. He just, it was just in my heart. What, what would fearless Kim look like? And he just had me through the scriptures and all of the do not fear verses and all the, when God is with you, you have nothing to fear and what that means to have God with you. And and it just started this whole journey. And I just saw him opening up doors. He sent me a director and he sent me people to act in it. And he sent me a music producer and we be- began working on music. And then I began singing, which <laughs> Heather, it was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. The journey.
0: <laughs> I mean, what I see overall in your story, Kim, is Steps of faith into unknown territory over and over and over again. And I mean, I'm thinking of the women that reach out to me that are like, I'm not sure if I should X, Y, or Z, or if we're looking at this for my kid, or I'm thinking about this for work. And you're just like... (laughs) jumping in to some pretty scary territories, leaving a full-time career, going into homeschool, writing fiction, now a web series and singing. What were you feeling when you get that confirmation of, okay, God, really? I mean, we kind of have talked about fear, but you still move forward. And so then you kind of said, "I I had to push that fear aside. But like, as a mom is facing this thing that she feels like God is directing her to do, what takes her from knowing God's directing her to it
1: to doing mm-hmm, it? Mm-hmm. For me, lots and lots of prayer and lots and lots of time in the word of God, which just built up my faith, mm. you know, as, as I was in the pages of scripture and, you know, when you're on a journey like that, everything you're reading is jumping off of the page <laughs> as you see how how right. God has responded in the lives of people in the word of God and that is written for um as an example for us and, and and as instruction for us and just as you see their faith and you see how God responded and you know that he's not a respecter of persons and it just builds your faith to say wow Lord you know you're I believe you're calling me to do this and if you're calling me to do this then I just pray that you would build up my faith and and understanding through it all that that's not even the main thing that was something the Lord really, grounded in my heart and rooted me in is that whatever he calls me to do, that is never the main thing. The main thing for me is intimacy with the Lord. So I'm never holding on to that thing that I believe he's calling me to tightly. You know, he can do what he wants. He can establish if if it's his will, if this is a good work that he ordained before the foundation of the world, Ephesians 2.10, then I can believe he's going to establish it because he's the one who planned it. And so I don't really focus too much on Oh what what will I do if God doesn't do this? It's his plan. You know, he he can do what he wants. I just want to cling to you, Lord, and I just want that intimacy with you. And as I keep my focus on him, I just marvel at what he establishes and I it just builds up my trust in him and it's just true that we can just Believe that that Ephesians two ten verse, which I love, it says he ordained these things. He planned them before time began so that we would walk in them. So often we think that it's hard to know God's will and it's, it's hard to walk in his will. But he it's actually what he wants because it's his plan. And so as we focus on him and delight ourselves in him, he will do it. And our focus can just stay on him and stay at rest.
0: Mm. Y'all got to check out Kim's preaching. <laughs> this is just it's just a little snippet. Y'all I mean I think what you just said, it's not about the thing.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
0: about the intimacy, the walk, the trust, the faith, the the growth and and ultimately our piece of a puzzle we could never even our brain is just totally incapable of understanding the ripple yeah. effects of one yes. person logging onto YouTube, catching a web series seeing themselves in one of your characters thinking, Oh, I, I almost had that affair. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, I don't know mm -hmm. if I could have turned away like spec did, you know, I think so in Kim's web series is a guy that I went to Israel with. And so Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm doubly invested. I'm doubly invested, (laughs) Yes, yes. but I, I just, we never know when, especially with the internet, the ripple effects of a small thing that God has pointed us to do and given us the faith to do it and set aside fear for some, I mean, we will never know thousands of years in the past things that happened that led us to this moment. So I, I love everything you're saying, Kim, so 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 much. And as we do head into this new year, and different decisions will be made to cling, and that's that's on us, right? Yes, yes, yes. That, that's what I picture. I mean, God's presence is secure. The clinging is our choice. Yes. Yes. So, what steps would you suggest for whoever's listening to do that, to cling, to pursue God in a way that they can follow Him well?
1: Mm-hmm. I would say just be aware. Be aware of his presence. You know, he's with us 24-7. And so just imagine if you had a friend who was constantly around you and you didn't really acknowledge that friend. You didn't really talk to the friend, maybe once a day. You know, you might say something, but but that person is right with you all day. So that just be aware of the Lord's presence and just talk to him. You know, we can talk to him about anything. We can have special prayer times that are set aside when we have special petitions and and we want to intercede for others, but we can also just talk to him throughout the day. You know, I love just talking to the Lord. If I walk outside and it's like, Lord, look at that sunrise, you know, look at the, look at whatever animal might cross my path. And, and thank you, Lord, for that phone call that I just got. I didn't expect that, but what a word of encouragement you just sent i know that was from you or you know lord i'm just really concerned about you know this one of my kids that might be going through something and you know what what wisdom can i give you know i just cause we have things on our minds all day long and so just turning turning those thoughts turning those little those little worries that pop into our minds sometimes we can't even pinpoint them and i'll just pray lord something is bothering me i don't even know what it is but something is bothering me and i just pray that you would Just show me what that is and help me deal with it. Like we have so many things that bombard our minds all day and just turning those into conversations with the Lord has just transformed my life. And so I would say just just talking to him more, acknowledging him more, thanking him for the little things that happen throughout the day and um, definitely being in the word of God, not not as a checklist item, but. To just look at it as I get to be in the word of God. I get to hear from him in this way. I get to um, spend time with him and learn more about him and his heart and his ways. And all of that is clinging to him.
0: Okay. I love that you didn't make it a to-do list. Right. You made it a choice in, in the midst of what we're already doing and and inviting God or acknowledging God in that. And so one question that came to my mind is, did you ever have regrets of leaving that law career of homeschooling, of anything, any of these major choices that God directed you to that required faith and pushing aside fear? Do you have any regrets?
1: I never had any regrets about following the Lord in those ways. And that's not to say that I did any of it perfectly, because I didn't, but I've, I've never had any regrets because I got to see God at work. Whenever we take those steps of faith, we get to see the Lord at work and we get to walk with him in a way that we could not have walked with him otherwise. And we just get to experience the leading of the Spirit. You know, As believers, we walk by faith and not by sight. So, when we're doing that, which is pleasing to the Lord, we experience Him in ways we can't experience Him in any other way. So, um, it's not easy, you know. I can't say it's been easy, no regrets, but definitely learning a lot and struggling along the way. It's been difficult at times, but no regrets because I'm able to see the Lord and see how how he is always at work and always teaching us. And I'm always learning as I take those steps of faith.
0: How do your kids feel
1: about seeing you in a music video? (laughs) (laughs) My daughter said, mom, you are living your best life. (laughs) Yes.
0: Oh, y'all, if you could see, I mean, Kim's like on a cliff and she is uh, just glowing and singing. It's crazy. I love it so much. (laughs) I love it so much. It's such an inspiration. I I tell moms all the time, you do not have to do it all when your kids are young. I mean, everyone says it goes by so fast, but there's so much life to be lived when they're out of the house.
1: that You didn't tell my age. I don't mind telling my age. (laughs) I am 52. Yes, And for the Lord to do this, at my age and open up a whole new pathway that I would have never imagined at my age is incredible to me. I mean, I I feel like Elizabeth and Sarah, you know, it's just just incredible to me. So no, you're right. We think that when our kids are young and we have these visions of what God has called us to do, that it should be done right now in this season. And we don't want to wait and we don't want to think about future seasons, but it really is about waiting and about being content in the season that we're in and trusting and looking toward the seasons to come because God is faithful.
0: I mean, back how many years ago, 20 years ago, there wasn't such a thing as a web
1: series. There wasn't such a thing as YouTube. Can you believe that? (laughs) (laughs) There was no YouTube. do we have the
0: internet? Kim, did we have the internet?
1: How old are I don't we? Know, but we didn't have YouTube. So yeah, you can't even imagine what yeah, will happen. You don't even
0: know. You don't even know 20 years from now. You'll right. be on the moon or something crazy. Right. right. I mean. <laughs> oh, Kim, thanks for being on the show today. Will you um let everyone know where they could find you online?
1: I am at dot uh, Kimcashtate.com and I that's my website. And everywhere I'm at Kim Cash Tate. So YouTube slash Kim Cash Tate. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Kim Cash Tape,
0: And tell them the name of the web series because you're on season two now as we're recording here in November. But what's the name of the web series so they can find you on, it's on your YouTube channel, but.
1: Yes, the web series is called Cling, C-L-I-N-G, Cling the Series.
0: Yes, it goes along with what we talked about today, y'all. It's showing it lived out and it's great. Thank you, Heather. Oh, thank you for being with us. Have a great week. I hope that was an encouragement to you, whether you are in the process of making a difficult decision or you just had to make one, and you just need confidence to know that God is faithful. I also wanted to mention, if you are in a decision-making season, one thing that my husband and I have been learning a lot lately is listening to God. And I think oftentimes we are good about talking to God About our problems or what's going on, but we don't take the time to just sit and listen. And some of you may be thinking, What do you mean, God's audible voice? I would say it's quieting yourself, finding a time to maybe you have worship music on. I find sometimes that's distracting, um, but it may get me to a place of just um, sitting in God's presence and. There might be some time of prayer, just thanking him for who he is, confessing anything that you're feeling convicted about at that time, and just receiving forgiveness, and then just coming to God and presenting what is going on in your life, whatever decision needs to happen or what you're feeling pulled to do, and just listen. And I'm often surprised what I – it's kind of like a thought crosses my mind, and you maybe wondered, well, what if it's just my thought? It's what I want. I think if it lines up with scripture, and maybe have a spouse or a friend also listen on your behalf and see if they line up. Um, I've found that a lot of times it's not the way my logical mind is leaning, and that's often a clue if if it goes against logic. Um, but if it if it's not going against God's word, and you have community that has listened. To God on your behalf and it's all lining up, then I feel like you can have confidence to know that even if it's maybe not the logical choice, that God will make a way and that you can trust him with the outcome. So I know that's kind of a longer ending than I normally take, but I wanted to say a few things about that. Let me pray for us now before we end this time together. Lord, I thank you for uh, whoever's listening that they can know that they don't just follow you from a distance, but they can follow closely, that whatever circumstances they find themselves in, they can cling to you and can trust that you are a solid ground to stand on, that you, you will not be shaken by anything, that you know the future, it is in your hands, and that you go before them and prepare a way for them, that they can trust you with their dreams, they can trust you with their hopes and their desires, and that they can follow the next right step for them. I thank you for the time they've invested in listening to this episode. I thank you for Kim and the model she's presented to us and the work that she's doing. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, y'all, thank you. Thanks for sharing on Instagram last week's episode. Y'all were so great. I didn't even ask you to do that, and you did it. Uh, and stay tuned. We have Beth more coming up. I got to interview Scott Taransky, who authored... One of my go-to books on anger um, and parenting, it's called Good and Angry. He is coming on the show. Oh, my lanta, just so many fun people and topics. And it's good, y'all. I'm so excited to share it with you. Thank you for walking alongside me. Have a great day. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Don't Mom Alone podcast. If you're wanting to connect with more people and more resources to help remind you that you're not alone, head over to DontMomAlone.com.